Hello, and welcome to Outnumbered the Podcast. I'm Audrey. And I'm Bonnie. We are experienced moms to a combined total of 19 children. In our weekly episodes, we explore relatable topics using our perspectives of humor and chaos. Tune in for advice and encouragement to gain more joy in your parenting journey. everybody. We're happy to have you back on this episode. And we're talking about something, we're going to spend the whole episode talking about something that we've kind of referred to and talked around in the past, but we're going to dive deep in on it today so that you can know more about it if you should like to do it with your family too. So we're going to be talking about um, teen service projects. Yes, yes. And I can already tell that Audrey's going to be the expert on this. So I'm going to learn lots from her as well because her kids are older. And Well, it's not... Yeah, I've had more teens yeah, than you. So. Yeah, yeah, more experience. But on the opposite spectrum from teens, I have a little humor segment for you guys from my toddler because they're the funniest. Uh, teens and toddlers are just, they're the best, but for, for different ways. <laughs> um, my toddler, my he's almost four and he's adorable. He's got these big round, this big round face, super chubby cheeks, and just has this really raspy voice. So everything that comes out of his mouth is just adorable. And I need to be writing it down more, but my favorite thing was the other day, um, my 10 year old was frustrated about something and was kind of whining and moping about it. And Dean, my almost four year old looks at him and goes, just cry about it. Why don't you? (laughs) I was like, well, that's kind of rude, but we all just laughed. (laughs) Don't you cry about it? My 10 year old didn't like the sass coming from his baby brother either. Yeah. Oh, funny. Okay, so we're going to talk more today about community service projects for teenagers. And we um, have talked about, you know, like our families both kind of have just a general service mentality. But this is something um, that we have our teenagers do um, a long term, a big project that will um, kind of set the foundation for them going forward in the rest of their life. And we'll, we'll get into all the differences. We'll talk about why we do it, when we do it in their lives, um, how to find opportunities, uh, other considerations to take in. And then we're going to share our personal and, um, ex- and our own family experiences that um, we have had ourselves and our teenagers do. So it's going to be a fun episode today. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so when we think of service, at least me personally, I very often think of kind of shorter term projects, right? Like we're going to go to a homeless shelter and feed them dinner, which is something that we like to do. Um, We're going to go pick up trash on the road or we're going to, you know, pick up dog poop at the park or something to help make your community or someone else's life a little bit better. But what we're going to be talking about today is more the longer term things where we kind of adopt uh, you know, a a group of people or an organization to help long-term where you can develop some real really amazing relationships and it can really teach kids the long-term benefits of serving others. Yes. Yeah. Um, this is, so this is like their big, their big project. (laughs) All right. So why, why would we do this (laughs) now? Okay. So I mentioned at the beginning of the episode that both of our families have a culture of service. So if you are going to walk up to a random teenager and, um, broach the topic of a long-term community service project, like we're going to be talking about in this episode, you're probably going to get a thumbs down. <laughs> yeah. Um, swear word. No, are you crazy. You know, like, exactly. yeah. What are you thinking? But because, so 
this teen community service project or this big project doesn't start when they're teenagers. It starts mm. back when they're little kids and they're out there helping you with the yard work. Or you go to um, a, a religious event and everybody pitches in and mm -hmm. does something and nobody gets paid and nobody gripes about spending their time. It's just something that you do. And you start with the, the culture of service from, from the beginning. And then you don't get um, like you don't slap the teen upside the head with it out of the blue. Like it's been a part of life. And this is kind of like the, you know, the, just another step for them. Yeah. And, and I know we've talked about this before, but teenagers are in this unique phase of life where they're figuring out who they are as adults. So there is kind of a lot of selfishness going on and that's a totally normal thing for them to explore, figure out what they want and what they're going to do. So like you say, it's a very not great time to say, well, now it's time for you to serve somebody else unless they've been raised with this with this mentality. We're not saying you can't do that. If you haven't done that and you have a 16 year old, you can absolutely try to foster it at this point. It's just a little bit more difficult if they haven't been having opportunities since they were young. Yeah. All right. So when my husband and I came up with this plan, um, this was our why. We wanted our teens to focus on others. Like you said, um, definitely when they're very young, toddlers, you know, little kids, the they're so narcissistic. That's how little kids are. And it's so cute. But when you get a 16-year-old or older that's narcissistic, it <laughs> not, doesn't. Not cute. <laughs> not so cute. Not so cute. So we wanted them, this to be like their big um, focus on others. There would be no income involved, absolutely no payment for what they were doing. We wanted them to um, have a project where it was giving, giving of themselves, giving of their service, giving of their time, giving of their effort, giving of their, their resources, something they had that the other person couldn't have. Um, we wanted to build thankfulness at the beginning of gratitude, at the beginning of their, um, of their adult life. And so getting, oftentimes these projects are with those who are less fortunate or less able. And that really, really is a good way to start, um, a gratitude practice with your teen um, and then be a part of a greater good, like something that is bigger than yourselves. Because a lot of these opportunities that we're going to share about how to find them later, but a lot of these are connected to your religion or your family. And then um, we, it, it is honestly one of the best ways that is such a good foundation for their adult life. Like they, they launched into their adult life on this community service project. And that that's, those were some of our whys. Yes, exactly. And you know, I keep thinking back to your 20-year vision, Audrey, that we've talked about so many times. It's like, what do you want your family to look like in 20 years? Do you want your grown sons to be the ones that elbow their way to the front of the line to fill up their plate? Do you want them to be the one that are hanging out on the couch looking at their phone while there's cleanup to be done? No, you want them to be the ones that are aware of their surroundings and look out for those that are less fortunate or, you know, the pregnant or the little ones, right? Um, you want them to be service-minded. And that starts when they're young and then build, can build into an amazing service project as they get older. A few more whys for us and our family is, I think it's a really great way to, for kids to develop integrity. And as you know, integrity is where our beliefs meet the road, right? Where, where we're living out what we actually believe. And a kid or an adult without integrity is just kind of useless. Honestly, you never know what to expect from them. Are they going to you know, live according to what they believe today or not, right? We don't want that for our kids. We want them to have very firm values and to always show up in a way that honors those values. Uh, I think it keeps them humble, 
kids that are involved in service are very, very humble. Like you say, they're grateful, humble. Um, and I think it gives them a broader view of the world. It can be very easy, especially for kids that never move anywhere. They live in the same city their whole life or the same state. It'd be very easy to think that the entire world looks just like your community and nothing could be further from the truth, right? So barring traveling all over the world, which I also recommend, that's pretty amazing to I open, you know, give your kids some eye-opening experiences. Serving is the next best thing. And you can go just the town over or maybe the same town, just a different neighborhood and, and find people that are living completely different circumstances from you and that could use, use some service, right? It just helps keep them aware of how fortunate they are and how much help other people need. Yes, those those are such good whys. Um, get them started. Get them started off light. Get them started off right in life. Okay, we're gonna move into the when. Like, when does this work for teens to do this? So for um, our, we've had four that have done their their service project now. Um, it's in their upper teens. Um, if they are they are thinking about what comes next in life for them. Lots of times in their younger teens, they don't know. Um, a key component here for like mom is that they're able to drive uh, because otherwise you're going to be very involved in their community service project unless they can walk there. And that can be, um, since we mentioned it's a long-term thing, um, that is, that's going to require more of you. It's going to be not their project, but like your combined project (laughs) (laughs) if you have to drive them there. And then also they can be of a better service in some situations if they can't drive, if they have their driver's license. Um, usually before their high school years end, because after their high school years end, there's kind of that push to go into college or to be making money to go into college. Um, and then also another aspect of the when is we required our kids to have a community, a service project that required a significant amount of their day. Um, not just like an hour or less. It, it had to be a big project. Yeah. Yeah. So for many years, uh, like when I was growing up, most of the young men in my community and our, in our church community, especially, um, were, were, uh, boy scouts. And so if you do the entire boy scout program at the end, you become an Eagle scout. And in order to become an Eagle scout, you have to do this big Eagle scout project. So that was kind of what I was raised with and expected at least, at least the boys in our family to do that. And the girls had, um, another equivalent that was created by our church program. Um, but now we don't, we don't do Boy Scouts anymore. Like as an organization, I could still put my kids in it, but we don't. And so I do find myself like, oh gosh, this is going to have to be on us a little bit more. I kind of, I mean, even though the kids came up with their own project, we kind of just waited till they got there and like let them figure it out. So I am kind of still, I'm still learning from you, Audrey, and from others and trying to figure out exactly what I want my kids to look into, to get them prepped for a life full of service. Um, But yes, I definitely agree. They should be capable of seeking out these opportunities and responsible enough to show up for them regularly, right? So even if a 14-year-old had a way to get there, they might not be mature enough to realize, hey, I committed to this thing. I'm showing up every Wednesday, Thursday, Friday for three hours or however long it it, it requires, right? Um, I also believe it should be a time when they are busy. And in high school, in those young adult years, they are busy. And their time is a sacrifice. They can finally work for money, which means that their time is valuable. It's not like they're just sitting around at home like a 10-year-old who's just you know doing school and playing. It's like either go to work or serve for free. And I feel like that is a really, really meaningful aspect of it because it hurts a little bit, right? Like, uh, like my time today is a lot more valuable than it was 20 years ago because I have a lot more on my plate. And so that that become makes it become a greater sacrifice. That is true. It has to it has to require something of them. Like their time could and 
very easily, honorably be used for something else and they're using it for this instead. Okay, so you guys are probably wondering, well, how do you find one of these service opportunities for your kids? So volunteerism is a huge one. Um, you can volunteer at a library, you can volunteer at a museum, you can volunteer at a hospital, a nursing home. There's so many places to volunteer. Um, and that's kind of like a socially acceptable one. Um, we're going to talk about some other considerations in a little bit, but um, volunteerism is a very good way to find a a service project for a teen. Um, ask around. If you just start asking and listening for um, something you're going to hear, oh, you know, so-and-so just, you know, had this event in their life and they could really use some help. And I want to say that when you start and your teen starts looking for a service project, opportunities are going to present themselves. That is the what happened for all four of our teens who have done their service project. That is what happened. The opportunity just quote unquote, fell into their lap. And by that, we kind of felt like, you know what? Um, God knows what we're trying to build into these kids. And he's helping us out by sending this opportunity, this experience, our kids way. And and we're not going to let that just pass. Even if it wasn't like an opportunity, maybe that our kids had been looking for. Um, it was the one that showed up when they were at the ripe age to do their project. Yes, I love that. They just kind of fall into your lap. Oh, look at this. That's beautiful. Yes, they can find or create some sort of a movement, right? Like maybe they want to go out and really, really make an impact on refugees' lives. There's some refugees in your community. They want to go out and start a drive that's going to benefit them long term. Um, they could ask at any sort of group home, retirement home, or other charity that's in your area. I remember doing some service for um, a charity that helped homeless single moms. And I, it was one of the most rewarding experiences ever because we, we would like throw, um, baby showers for these women who were expecting babies and didn't have family or a support system. Um, so, so many amazing, amazing organizations that, that you can approach and would just love to have a responsible teen there willing to do their bidding. Right. But just, yeah, like you say, keeping your eyes open. And I would also suggest encouraging your teen to have an open mind as well, right? They might have something in their mind where they think, well, I only want to do X, Y, or Z, but if they can't keep their, their mind open, they might find an amazing opportunity that they would have never, ever thought about. Yes. Yes. There's, um, there are people that are less fortunate than, than you in the world, no matter what your fortune or situation happens to be. And those people can use your help and can't afford to pay you for it in any way, repay you for it. Okay, we wanted to talk about some other considerations because um, these are these are kind of things that come up that we've ran into. Um, the biggest one for us has been that people will not understand. <laughs> they will try really, really hard to repay your teen for what they're doing. And we've had to sit people down and explain to them, no, you don't understand. This is part of their, you know, since we homeschool, we could call it their senior project or something. This is part of go. their <laughs> of their homeschooling, of their senior project of their life that they are doing a big um, volunteer unpaid project because of the things that they're going to gain from it are like we could, we would explain it like if you pay them for it, it's going to diminish the value mm -hmm. of what they're getting from it because then the focus will be mm -hmm. on the money. And we really want them to focus on these other things that we're trying to work um, into them. And, and so you, you have, that's very hard for people to understand. And, and sometimes it is like, it becomes a burden to people. Well, they're doing so much for me. I, I really can't, I, I must, you know, pay something. And in that, in that case, you can kind of, um, work out a scenario where, you know, like if your teen has 
gas expenses, they can go ahead and pay the gas expense. So your your kid isn't going into debt over this service project. But you have to kind of, you know, keep that in the balance. And and that has been our biggest obstacle is people just don't understand what you're trying to do. Yeah, I would imagine so. You know, I would also say that you that could you could use that as an opportunity to teach people about the power of receiving service, mm. right? So as Christians, many of us find like know the value of giving service and how important it is to us to show up as Christ would. But sometimes we forget the value in receiving service, right? We want to be the one that's helping. But when it comes to receiving the service, that's a little bit harder to do. It requires a little bit more humility, requires a little bit more, um, you know, just open-heartedness. Um, but if you can explain that to someone like, hey, you will gain so many blessings by allowing them and look at what you are giving to them, the opportunity to do something without payment. Like think about all the opportunities you had to do that and how great that feels. I want that for my kid, right? I love that. So I want to say that there might be some children that do not see the benefit of this. Even if you've tried to train them from early on, there are some personalities that just might really put up a stink about this. Um, but I would say just give them the chance. Tell them, you know, you it's fine to require it, but give them the chance to find something they really feel passionate about, right? If you just assign it, it's just going to be like a school project and they're not going to care so much. Although even that can be mm-hmm. beneficial, I think. But when the kid when it's their responsibility to go out and find it and really choose something they feel passionately about, it can totally change their whole world. It's amazing to watch. You know, I wanted to add something else that if your teen is having a hard time with the thought of service or service project, you might um, take a look at how you respond to service opportunities. (laughs) And I'm saying this mostly for me because like my (laughs) time is very valuable. And when I give that to someone else, like, like maybe I give it to them, um, you know, very honestly and openly and say, Oh, it's no problem to their face. But what do I say in front of my kids back home? Like, am I the same? Mm. Am I building? Like, yes, we serve. This is, this is an expense of my time, but, but this is what we do. This is we serve. Or am I like, meh, 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 you know, that's not, I lost four hours today. And blah, you know, what is our response in? So if our teen is having a hard time with it, like maybe like just turn that magnifying glass on herself. Mm. Okay. Now we get to share some of the projects that our kids have done. And if Bonnie and I sound a little braggy about what our kids have done, you have to forgive us because we really have good kids <laughs> and we're really proud of their projects that they've done. <laughs> okay. So um, one of our daughters did um, a project that, that well, I told you earlier, they all fell into our lap. But at the time when she was ready to do her project, there was a family member who um, was expecting her fourth child and she came down with breast cancer. They discovered breast cancer while she was pregnant. And so um, they kept the baby inside of her in utero as long as they could. And then they took it, you know, when the baby, like they were doing, you know, when do we need to start chemo and how long, you know, because it's always better for the baby to stay in. So at the point when it was all right for the baby, you know, they'd made their assessments. My daughter went and lived with them because mom was then um, having a baby and she was Um, you know, a newborn. She had three other small children and she was going through chemotherapy. So um, our daughter went and lived with them and cooked and cleaned and did all the baby care and basically all the things, you know, that she knew how to do from home, but she was away from home and doing it for someone else as her service project. And that was, uh, I think, um, several months that was her project. And that was um, really a life-changing experience for her. 
our next son, when he was looking around for his project, um, it happened that one of our neighbors, a farmer, um, was in a farming accident and he could not physically farm. And it was, of course, right at a time of year when all the farming needs to happen. And so my son went um, for him and did his farming for him, you know, did drove the tractors and planted the corn and moved the cows and all the things that needed to happen. Um, And in that situation, he did that, I think, for six weeks without pay. And then the farmer needed him to keep keep going. He still had, you know, his he was still in recovery from his farm accident. And so he he wanted to then start paying our son. So then they rolled it into a situation where my son worked for him that summer. Um, Our next daughter um, had the opportunity to um, be with an elderly relative who was dying of cancer and wanted to um, stay in his home as long as possible. So there was some hospice and um, then there was some family members caring and she became part of that care team, um, taking care of this elderly family member in his last days so that he could stay at home as long as possible. And hers was um, some on again, off again, like you can't do in those, in those kind of situations, you can't be there 24 seven. It's too much mental, mm-hmm. physical, um, emotional toil. So she was just worked into the rotation and she was like on two days and off two days or, you know, whatever the rotation was. But, um, in that situation, again, um, no pay and learning all the, learning all the things and the giving part of the project. Um, and in that one, they wanted to, you know, pay for her expenses of driving back and forth. And, um, so that was about a three month, three, three, four month project as well. And then, um, let's see our next son. Um, we have some friends who had a business that, um, they needed some extenuating circumstances and they needed some help in their business. And so he went and worked in their business for, uh, again, a three to four month project. And it was, he worked, you know, like a regular work day, like six to eight hours a day working in that. Um, and, all, you know, all the things with, with no pay and, but, you know, again, learning their business and helping them just all these things, um, that we were talking about earlier. And again, it was his project and people didn't understand, well, you know, it is a business and we can pay. Yes, we understand, but this is a project and you won't pay. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh my gosh. And so interesting that so many of those projects that your kids picked were very time sensitive, right? Like you're saying how they kind of just fell into their lap. Yes. That's amazing. Yeah. That's so amazing. (laughs) So tell me this, how, how long, like week month wise Mm -hmm. were most of the projects? Um, so most of them lasted, um, three to four months where it was the length of the project and they were at a point in their schooling. And one of them was a summer project, um, where they could work it in with their schooling and, um, yeah, it was like like a job except no pay. It was their project. Yeah, yeah. And then how many? Yeah, how many hours did they usually do per day? Did it just depend on the project? Right, right. Well, both my daughters were in a live-in situation, and so they were mm-hmm. there. Um, my my one daughter that lived with the lady with breast cancer, she uh, she was there for three months straight. <laughs> I think she came home maybe wow. two weekends on on that time. And then my other daughter taking care of the elderly, um, care that, that, um, was like two days on two days off. So like 48 hours Mm -hmm. on 48 hours off. 
I'm just thinking about myself at 17 or 18. I would have loved doing something like that. Just feeling so responsible, you know, and like really, really giving back to somebody in need. There's also something so pure about teenagers. They get such a bad rap, but you guys know our feelings about teenagers Mm -hmm. that we love them. We love our mini tiny pre-adults. There's something so pure about them where they can just see the good in people. And if given the opportunity to serve them, their, their hearts just bust wide open. Yeah. It's so beautiful. Whereas those of us who are in our forties are a little bitter already and <laughs> be yeah. a little more cynical about life. Yeah. yeah. You know, our two sons, they weren't in a live-in situation in their community project that they were doing, but they, like, we got to see the benefits more of it through them because they would mm-hmm. come home at night and they would be dead tired. Both of them were very physical jobs and they would be dead tired, but there would just be like this glow about them. Like, this isn't yeah. about me, you know, they, they get that. And yeah. this isn't about me and, and the service. And it, it just like watched, watching them turn from like the final metamorphosis from a, a man to, from a boy to a man, you know, from the yeah. caterpillar to the butterfly, which is really, really beautiful for us to watch as parents too. We're like, this is working. This is working. <laughs> That's so amazing. I love it. I love it. Okay. So our family has not had um, anything quite like that yet because the the main goal for kids in our faith is to go on their mission trip, which they go at uh, between 18 or 19 years old and it's full time and it's either a year and a half or two years. So that's kind of a really big uh, project <laughs> and the, it usually requires, um, you know, quite a bit of saving money for it. They pay their own way. It costs about $10,000 to do. Um, and then they're shipped off somewhere. They don't know where, and they're partnered up with somebody else. And then they just teach about Jesus all day long. And so both my husband and I did that as well. And absolutely the highlight of my life, you know, besides getting married and having kids, you know, to just dedicate your life to people that you don't know and to learn to love people that are very vastly different from you. So I'm really excited for my kids to experience that. They don't have to do it, but we do encourage it. And my oldest is is preparing for that. He turns 18 this summer. Um, but in the meantime, we do encourage some of these smaller projects. Um, we, I had this great idea. My son didn't end up doing it, but I think I'm going to talk one of my kids into doing it. My grandma lives in a senior center and, um, most of the time, if she needs help with anything, it's something technological right? Like, oh, my phone app went weird. I can't log in or whatever. Can you please help me? So me and my sister and brother and mom will often help her with that. But I thought, oh my gosh, wouldn't it be amazing if a teenager who knew how to do so much techie stuff would just show up every Wednesday and help all the seniors with their computers and phones? So I got to get one of my kids to do that. So that was one of my ideas I had. That is but my absolutely kids do really- genius. Yeah. That, that right? is so wouldn't brilliant. Wouldn't that be brilliant? Yeah. And they would just pinch their cheeks and just be so yeah. delighted to have yeah. these sweet kids come and share their knowledge with them. Um, so my kids are involved in a lot of uh, regular home and large yard projects. So that's something that's pretty common in our congregation is someone will have a wood chip drop or something and all hands on deck and they go over for a day or two to shovel all of that. Um, another one is uh, like serving a widower or a widow who is alone, especially in their advanced years, doesn't quite want to go to a a home yet, but needs a little bit of he- extra help around the house and very often just needs company. So that's been kind of a fun project to, to look for. Um, my, I personally had some experience doing a lot of tutoring for free when I was a teenager and I loved this opportunity. Um, in one of my schools, there was a, a large, uh, Mexican immigrant population. And so I just tutored them in English cause I spoke Spanish and just helped them kind of get a grasp on their on their school work. And then when I was a young adult, I did the same thing, but kind of switched. I worked in the the missionary training center where they were training missionaries to go out. And I helped those who were learning Spanish kind of catch up who were, who were struggling. 
Um, there's also refugee camps, so many refugees coming into the country at all different times, or anyone else who's kind of in a survival stage. Like you say, this this woman who was going through breast cancer, this thing where it's like takes everything in you to just put one foot in front of the other can be a, an amazing opportunity for kids. So, so much great stuff out there. Yes, that is, those are awesome um, experiences for the kids to go through. Um, just, you know, the selflessness, even if it's just a one day project or one afternoon project, they come back and you see that, like that satisfaction that comes from outside of them. Like they helped, they made a difference. Yeah. They did something, you know, even I have helped um, elderly people as well with their electronics and like teaching them the simplest things. And they think you're like a hero and you're like, well, actually, I thought everybody knew how to double click, but <laughs> a mouse. But. Yeah, yeah so it's I one of those things that doesn't went take to college for four years other to learn than that, you know. <laughs> yeah, but you didn't learn that in college. <laughs> no, I'm too old. <laughs> you wrote your papers on paper and all that. <laughs> yeah, and only requires a little bit of patience and time from you, you know. Um, and I personally can learn so much from my kids too. When my kids go out recently, they had a big yard project they were helping someone with and they went over for a few hours and they came home and I said, oh, how'd it go? Oh, we didn't get it done. We're going to go back later. And they went back a couple of times. And I was just so impressed with how willing they were to give up their time. And I thought, how willing am I to give up my time? I mean, most of the time I just justify it in that I'm serving my family all day long, but but what what a valuable way to serve God by stepping into someone's life who desperately needs your help and being willing to, to offer your precious time that could be used in so many other ways. Yes. Yeah. So I have a final thought here. You know, colleges love to see on their application, there's always a place to fill in this kind of yeah. thing. And our kids as homeschools maybe don't have as many service opportunities um, in some ways, like, like you're used to seeing, you know, for for college. You can be in this club and it can go do that and that thing, you know, but mm -hmm. there's not necessarily that. So there is a place on a college application for these kind of things to be put in. Colleges love to see, oh, this is a kid who knows how to give their time and for free and that kind of thing. So my final thoughts here are, if you can do this with and more importantly for your teen, if you can help them do this, this is, there's no like you said, it was like the, one of the most wonderful things you did in your life. Like that, give your kid that, give your kid the ability to have, to take something like that into their life for them. It will make a difference in their life. And it's something they can draw back on. Oh, I remember when I was doing this project and I was tired and I wasn't getting paid and I was hungry and I was, you know, but so-and-so needed me and, and I could fill that need. And that's just something really, really powerful that we can give our kids going into their adult life, their launching pad. Like if their launching pad is service and uh, gratitude, like there is no better place to start out their, start out their adult life from. And so I just think it's um, really amazing. I really can't wait to see, like we've had four kids go through um, this activity and I can't wait to see what opportunities come the way for my other five kids. I'm really looking forward to it. And uh, I encourage you to try it with your teens too. Yes. Thanks so much for sharing each of their projects. They were just delightful to listen to, you know, and I would, I would make sure that we all recognize the pure goodness that comes from a child serving another, despite the actual service that they're giving. So like even not counting the, you know, the care that they're giving the elderly or the, the farm work that they're doing just how it changes people to see someone do something for nothing. Like, like I say, we, we got a lot of people saying, oh, I 
no, I want to pay you, or this makes me feel uncomfortable. Or we got that a lot as missionaries, they would say, but, but why are you here? And we would explain, well, because we love God and we want to teach you about him and about, you know, how you can find more joy in your life. No, no, no. But, but why are you here? We're like, no, 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 that's, that's why. (laughs) And no, we're not getting paid. And like, it blows people's minds. And so think of all the good that you are doing, you and your family are doing by being that example of this pure unadulterated love. Like we're just doing it to show love, right? Even if they never get actual help from you, right? Just seeing it be done. I I feel like it just fills the world with so much more goodness. And that's what we can all use right now is more goodness, right? I know I've mentioned this on a previous episode as well, but if you are looking for service opportunities, go to justserve.org. It's an awesome organization. We do uh, quite regularly hop on there for you know youth projects or, or things for our teens or families. Um, they explain the project, tell you who to get in touch with, and tell you the time commitment um, and what's required. It's a really, really great place to start. That's all we have for you this week. We hope this episode has been helpful for you guys. I'm Audrey. I'm Bonnie, and we're outnumbered. Thanks for listening, friends. Click the link in the show notes to subscribe to our email and never miss another episode. Show us some love by leaving a review on iTunes or sharing the podcast with a friend. Thanks for all your support. We'll talk to you next week. You remember what I said at the beginning of this episode, that both of our families have a a word. I can't think of the English word for it. (laughs) Wasn't that hilarious? (laughs) I'm totally going to do that. Oh, we totally we had this missionary over and she was um she's in Chile and um she was came to our house one of the first places she came cool. back when um and and she was like it was getting toward evening and she was like you know the later in the day that we get the more spanglish you're gonna yeah. get your brain stops her working english and her yep. spanish started mm-hmm. getting mixed together uh, okay where was i she really can say i can't think, of, I can't think of the english word for it i don't know, I don't know.